The woods are lovely, dark, and deep. Miles to travel before I sleep. Welcome to All Things Crime. Hey, Parker. Welcome to All Things Crime. Thanks for having me, Jared. Looking forward to it. Right on. So appreciate you coming on. Uh, Parker Snedden with um, Arrowhead Forensics. And you can see he's a Kansas City native and, and he's got his Kansas City Chiefs paraphernalia on there. So a little promotion going on as well, right? Oh, man, we're big Chiefs fans around here. I was, I was telling you before the show, on Fridays here at Arrowhead, it's Red Friday. And so we all dress up, get ready for the game. And we got a big one this weekend against the Raiders, which is uh, our rival. So, yeah, we're, we're big Chiefs fans and love Andy Reid like we were talking about, for sure. I know you, you're a big Andy Reid fan, so yep, you bet. Absolutely. No, good guy. And I'll tell you, um, my loyalty honestly shifts a little bit based on on who's coaching and and who's playing. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've followed Andy Reid. He's, he is the man. So. Yeah, you can see my Patrick Mahomes Sports Illustrated right there, too. So, yeah, we're big Chiefs fans. There you go. Right on. Yeah. Well, good luck to him. Parker, tell me a little about yourself and how you you guys got started with Arrowhead. Yeah. So my responsibility at Arrowhead is I'm the chief revenue officer. So everything customer related, uh, product development, business development. But mostly I'm interacting with customers all day long. Uh, you know, a customer has a problem and we're finding solutions in the forensic market. And so that that's what I love to do. And we've been doing that, Jared, since 1993. Uh, the company was actually founded as a laboratory company. Our two founders started in the lab market for Fisher Scientific and VWR and then uh, had a passion for uh, helping research facilities and private laboratories do their job well. Um, and so in, in 2003, you know, the crime laboratory, the instrumentation and the processes are very similar to a private laboratory. You know, a private lab is trying to get information uh, for the private sector, but the crime lab is, is serving the public. And so in 2003, they actually acquired a company and renamed it Arrowhead Forensics at that point. Um, we were real big into kit packing back in the early days, uh, but since then, you know, we really have a few divisions of our company. Uh, we sell equipment, uh, capital equipment like UVIR cameras, lasers, forensic light sources. Uh, we also make kits for the uh, DNA sections, forensic nurses. So we'll make sexual assault nurses. Uh, sexual assault kits for nurses. And then we also make blood alcohol and urine collection kits. That's another part of our company. But then also, as you know, Jared, we sell crime scene products to CSI divisions across the country. Um, and so those are really the three main types of customers and products that we offer. And uh, we have customers from, you know, the federal level all the way down to the tiny cities in, in Iowa, north of us. Nice. So what's your What's your education? What's your background? How did you, you know, other than your dad started, helped start the company, um, how, did, how did you end up in this? Yeah, great question. So my dream was to be a sports broadcaster, Jared, and so completely <laughs> different from forensics. Uh, my dad and I, when I was really young, even talked about, hey, we're not going to work together. We're not doing it. Like I wanted to do something different. He had his thing and 
And then uh, I majored in communications, business communications. And so I went to work for him right out of school. I uh, got married early on and needed a stable job. I was doing some free interning uh, sports broadcasting for some local groups here in Kansas City. And that was a ton of fun. But, you know, Jared, when you get married and you have kids, uh, that doesn't exactly pay the bills. And so <laughs> started working for my dad and actually started in the warehouse. Um, you know, he here he didn't just give me anything. You know, I started working in the warehouse and just uh, I've been here since. 2008 now and worked my way up to uh, managing the warehouse and production a little bit with the kit assembly, uh, vendor relations, worked into business development and sales. And then about three years ago, I uh, got promoted to now um, running all the, the sales part of it. And really, like I said a, a bit earlier, focusing on the customer 100%. Very good. You know, I love that. The way, and, and my dad basically forced me to do the same thing. I, I worked in all of the businesses that he has had over the years and going through high school, I was even washing out old milk bottles. So they had a, yeah. a, a, a milk analysis system and he, he had a, a small service lab here or in Jerome, Idaho is where we started. And a big part of it was uh, the milk content analysis and so they they had all these little samples from each one of the cows and they, they were in these little bottles kind of looked uh you know the little bottles about that tall that yeah uh, you, you would typically see you know medications in sure and but those had curdled and spoiled milk in them and so after school i would come out and and i all my brothers did this too and so that's that's kind of how we are after high school job that we had to do and but spraying those things out, you know, it just you'd have curdled milk spraying up all over the place. Oh and, yeah, yeah, just it gross. Just, it was just nasty. And, and but I, I think we got paid like one one penny per bottle that we cleaned sure. out or something like that. It was just ridiculously low. I, I think I made yeah. about two bucks an hour maybe. But the yeah. key is, I learned I learned work ethic from that. I learned how to be consistently, not just on time, but but also you know, there's a certain amount of work that has to get done in order for the business to function the next day. Oh, you bet. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what your dad was teaching you by having you start in the warehouse and move, move the way, way through. So, yeah, you bet. I have, I mean, related to that, uh, I mean, just some weird stories about, you know, I remember growing up, we would be working as a family in the living room to fill an order for Arrowhead Scientific. I mean, you know, that's just the way it is when you start a company. Um, but to earn my spurs for sure, the, the most challenging part about working in a warehouse here at a forensic company is making fingerprint powder. I mean, that is just the messiest, uh, uh, you know, everyone that starts out here first, we put them in the powder room and they got to make powder and earn their spurs. And I did that. I made a lot of fingerprint powder, but I was sure glad when that was over. Let me tell you, uh, it's right. a mess. So similar to the milk curdles. Uh, that's kind of how, how we get started here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> I know you guys have a, an entire catalog that is huge. I don't know how many total products you have, but how many do you have? Yeah, we have about 2,500 SKUs in our system. So uh, it's a lot. Yeah, that's a ton, but you could probably have four times that many. I know you guys don't, I, I, I've, I've had multiple conversations with 
you know, your dad and, and the other folks that work for Arrowhead. And one of the, one of the things I think you guys pride yourselves on is that if you can't do a good job representing it to the customer, then you just don't take it on. It's, it's like not worth the hassle of it, but it's also, uh, there's, there are specialty products that you guys have that it takes so much labor and so much effort to get it out there properly. And so that it's represented well, that you can't do it all. I mean, I think, I think most people recognize that. And, and that's one of the things I really like about you guys is the stuff that you do represent, you represent really well. Yeah, you bet. That's, that's a great point. And similar to the MVAC. I mean, you, you don't want to, we, we definitely pride ourselves in providing value to the customer. I mean, we're not just going to sell something to make a profit. You know, you have to make a profit in your business, but we want to make a profit um, offering goods and services and, and products that bring value to the customer. You know, a great example of that is uh, a product we, we have called the Full Spectrum Imaging System. You've probably seen it at our trade shows uh, in the booth over the years, Jared, but mm -hmm. uh, it's, called, it's called the FSIS. It's a UV IR camera. And, you know, that, that was birthed from uh, customers' ideas. You know, we, we're out in the field all the time and we don't just come up with stuff, you know, based on luck. You know, our customers will come to us and say, Hey, have you ever, we have this problem. If you develop this solution, mm -hmm. then it could really help us. And, you know, we, we spend a ton of time in research and development and talking to customers to make sure that we're bringing value. And that, that product itself, you know, we started off working with, with um, you know, one of the, the federal agencies and um, worked directly with them. And then it, once you get a product going and there's, uh, successes and, and cases are being solved, then, you know, that word spreads and man, mm -hmm. we just, we love partnering with our customers to provide solutions like that so that they can solve crimes quicker, uh, but also see evidence that, you know, they didn't see before. I mean, that is just, that is so thrilling for us to be able to, to hear customers that say, Hey, before I couldn't see that fingerprint. You know, but now that you guys have equipped us with this technology, I can now see a fingerprint and that helped me solve a case. I mean, I know that you probably hear that as well with the MVEC and that is just so fun for us. So yeah, you're right. We have to focus on a certain few products that we know will bring value like that. And I know you guys do it well. And the thrill that you get when a customer calls you up uh, and says, hey, we had this certain case, we were stuck on it. We were able to use your technology and it busted it wide open. Now we've solved the case. We've arrested the suspect, you know, whatever. Yeah, those those kind of calls are what make it all worth it, isn't it? Oh, it's so fun. I'll give you an example of that. And um, up in Minnesota, I won't say what agency it is, but up north, they hadn't had the FSIS technology. And this is probably six or seven years ago. And there was a drug cartel case. As you know, uh, the Interstate 35 runs from Mexico all the way up to Canada. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, that, that corridor right there is a huge uh, drug cartel where they find a lot of, of those, those people. And so in the past at this agency, if they were to have found evidence, um, a digital piece of evidence, uh, they would have sent that evidence to digital forensics. And for this agency, there was a, a long lead time to wait for that data to come back. Usually they got great evidence, but it would take a while, uh, months at a time. Well, mm -hmm. they had been having some success with the, our fingerprint camera. 
uh, in smaller cases. And they said, you know what, let's see if we can find an, a fingerprint on this cell phone and maybe that'll lead to a quicker identification than it would if we waited on the digital forensic side. And so all they did was they, they, they uh, collected the cell phone and put it under the camera and man, within minutes, they were able to find a fingerprint and make an identification to lead to an arrest in this high profile drug cartel case where unfortunately, Jared, there were some people that were kidnapped, tortured, uh, but because they had this technology, they were able to um, arrest these people. There was two or three of them, get them off the streets within hours. I think it was a day. And uh, that wouldn't have happened without the success rate they had with that technology. And so that, man, when customers call us and say, hey, this happened because of that technology, that is just, that is the purpose of why we do what we do. Yeah, I love that. And, and one of the reasons that I definitely wanted to have you on is because in, in, the, in the investigation world, a lot of people focus on the detective, they focus on the crime lab, the, the crime scene investigators, uh, and all of those guys are, they're the, they're the front, they're the face of the investigation, they're the ones that have to stand in front of the press cameras and also deal with it, you know, working with the family and, uh, and you know, those guys, I salute what they do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, technology has allowed investigations to move forward that could have never been solved before. And, you know, you're, that, that's such a great story. You know, I love the fact that you guys, is, you can pinpoint the technology in the exact moment that these guys bust open that case. And, you know, maybe they could have found that fingerprint some other way, but the, the important thing is they found it. And the fact that they were able to get some drug cartel types off the street, you know, who knows how many lives that, that ultimately saved. So what a great story, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, you bet. hundred percent. You're, you're right. I mean that, and I have all kinds of stories like that where, you know, up, up in, uh, in Iowa where they had, they had a gun, uh, obviously guns are part of crime scenes all the time, but you know, one of the ways that you find a fingerprint on a gun, um, the, the area of the gun, typically where there is a fingerprint, most obviously is either the handle or the trigger. Well, those are really difficult subject matters to be able to find uh, surfaces to be able to find a fingerprint on. And so uh, with the FSIS, they were able to find a, so with the FSIS, you can find untreated, we call it untreated fingerprints where you don't have to chemically develop it. And the, the reason that's important is it's much quicker, number one, but it also doesn't destroy the evidence. It doesn't destroy the fingerprint or the evidence itself. Uh, it's just light and a camera. And so uh, they were able to find a fingerprint untreated on the trigger of a gun and make an identification, which for those listening to this podcast or watching this video know that that's pretty rare. And so that happened a few years back. And yeah, those, those types of stories are just are great. Awesome. I love it, man. Well, hey, you know, there's endless numbers of stories like this that we can share. And so I don't want to get to, you know, too many of them today, but uh, let's definitely have you back on next time you guys uh, have another, another case you can share. Sounds great, Jared. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Hey, appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you later. We'll hopefully see you at another conference when we get over all this, conf- you know, all this uh, COVID stuff. I hope so. Probably next year. Right. Okay. Well, you have a Thanks, great Jared. Thanksgiving. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for listening to All Things Crime. We are so grateful for all of our listeners. 
If you enjoyed this, please give us a positive review so other people can find it as well. Have an amazing All Things Crime Day.